So, before we begin, I'd like to update you guys on some of the shenanigans that I've been up to lately. So, yesterday, after making the recording, I received a surprise phone call from my friend Laura of Posh and Pristine Events. And for those of you who've been listening from day one, you'll remember that she is partly responsible for me starting this podcast in the first place. Because she's the one that uh, first told me that... Um, hey, looks like you're good in sales and customer service. Why don't you come and teach some of my people? Uh, because I think these are handy skills when it comes to um, growing a business. And so in her wedding school, um, I think it's, uh, is it Wedding Planner NG or something like that? And I can't remember. I'll get the uh, proper Instagram handles and put them in the show notes. So, um, yeah, so she has these uh, classes where she teaches people how to become wedding planners. And in her own opinion, um, the technical element is not just the important thing we have to pay attention to, but also uh, things on the um, sales and the customer service side. And that is how this journey began, which has ultimately ended up with me um, adding um, sales consultancy to the roster of things that I do. So anyway, so she called and uh, she told me that the Abuja Wedding Planners Association was having an end of year get together. I wanted to know if uh, I could attend. So it was last minute, but the timing was OK. It was evening time. And so I said, sure, no problem. I'll be there for about an hour. And after I was done with uh, pickup and everything and the kids were OK and were done with uh, prep for exams, because currently um, in Nigeria, uh, well, I'm not sure what the school system is nationwide, but anyway, for those of us in Abuja right now, kids are currently um, writing exams. So a lot, um, a lot of the past couple of days has been uh, homework and exam prep and stuff like that. So after we're done with um, exam prep, you know, I got dressed, I got fly, and I head out and I um, I went to go meet them, and it was at. Um, Gosh, I can't remember the name of the venue, but it's in Garki anyway. And they really put together a good show. I mean, they had lights, you know, pyrotechnics, fire, dancer, um, what else? It was a magician. Um, of course, it was food and drink. They had some really good palm wine over there. And all in all, they put together a really good show. And so it occurred to me that um, for all the... <clears throat> for all the proselytizing that I've been doing over here on the podcast about the need for um, professionalism and belonging to professional agencies, I just occurred to me that I haven't really <clears throat> spoken about one, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, Hamatan, and so I have another cold upon me again. Forgive me. I know this is unprofessional. But don't worry, eventually one day I'll be able to afford having an editor and the editor will remove all the ums and ahs and the coughs. So where was I? Okay, yeah, so I've spoken a lot about professionalism and why we need to, um, uh, it's a good idea for all these initiatives that are popping off all over the place. You know, Abuja Wedding Planners Association, that Lagos wedding photography thing coming up uh, in Benue States. There's this um, like cake, wedding cake makers association and I haven't heard of, I think in the East it's like uh, there's a makeup, some sort of association of makeup professionals and something like that anyway so all these associations are really good and you have multiple benefits because we increase our professionalism there's knowledge transfer um those who have more experience in the field you know those people who've been at it for you know five to ten years um, like i am we get to uh, teach the younger ones but a really good advantage of these things um is that often more often than not you know when we are at weddings is because we are um 
we're service professionals and you know we're taking care of deliverables so it's nice to be able to show up to an event where you don't have to do absolutely anything and your job is just to be there enjoy the music to dance to get drunk and to have a good time and basically that was just part of the agenda um for yes uh for last night and it was good food it was good company it was good vibes it was good music and is another good idea for why if you are not um, affiliated or associated with any of these sorts of organizations you should because you have professional benefits but then these social benefits are also um, there as well because you can get to kick back and relax at the end of the year and have a very good time so that's just letting you guys know what i was up to yesterday in my um, personal time yeah my personal time i should have spent that time you know researching some of the sales calls that i had to make but eventually i spent the time with uh good company good food and good drinks okay so now to the agenda of the day we started off um, how to close the deal uh, that was yesterday and we looked at the question of whether closing in real estate is different from closing in any other field. So whether closing in real estate, closing in weddings or closing in retail, assuming you sell clothes, if there's any significant difference. And I believe we wrapped up at um, the idea that um, the differences, if any, will be determined by whether you're dealing with a simple or a complex sales scenario or a complex sales um, context. So today I want us to look at that question. What makes, what is the key determinant for, um, how do you determine what's a simple sales scenario and what's a complex sales um, scenario? Now remember that for Kairos Real Estate, the examples that the ladies came up with um, were, uh, okay, well, they were not all ladies, there was one guy, but the two um the two examples that we use throughout the whole training session that's clothes versus real estate um, came um were proposed by the ladies so um the test case if you could put it that way that we ran with for kairos real estate was um, buying clothes versus buying and selling real estate and so um intuitively it's very clear that one is a complex sales scenario and the other is a simple sales scenario and so we spent some time trying to tease out the specifics what makes one simple one makes one uh, complex and we arrived at a couple of things one was the deal size or the amount so dresses clothes um even if they're they are expensive i mean in a nigerian context anyway the most you're doing is you're spending um tens of thousands which is not the same as spending millions or hundreds of millions or tens of millions when you're dealing with real estate, when you're dealing with housing. And so that is one of the key uh, determinants um, when you're looking at simple uh, sales situations versus complex sales situations. So obviously, the larger the amount, the more complex the sales situation is. And I've always thought it's a good idea, at least when addressing wedding planners, that's not just with Laura's uh, wedding planning academy, but other wedding planning academies that I've spoken at. It's a good idea for us to give some serious thought as to whether um, weddings are simple sales scenarios or complex sales scenarios. Okay, we'll have to break it down um, according to the service. So whether trying to close the deal on a wedding planning uh, score or uh, wedding photography, whether that's a simple sales situation or a complex sales situation. So what I'm just going to do, I mean, there's some arguments that can be made one way or another, but I think it's enough for us to just tease out what the determining factors are and then leave you guys as wonderfully creative individuals to try and come up with um, answers um, on your own. So 
the more amount of money that we're dealing with, the more complex it is, the less money that we're dealing with, the more complicated it is. So buying a goose or vegetables in the market, simple sales scenario. Buying real estate, complex sales scenario. Buying a dress, I guess maybe it's simple, but if you're going to look at it from in a relative sense, comparing buying a dress to uh, buying a goosey, on the other hand, you will see that um, the level of uh, complexity is greater. So don't think of it in terms of um, fixed, uh, don't think of it in terms of fixed definitions, but rather a sliding scale. So it's always going to be um, relative whether something is a simple or a complex sales scenario. So we're done with the first criteria, or is it criterion? It's something I should check and be sure. So we're done with the first uh, criterion or criteria, which is the deal size or the amount. Now the next one is the subject complexity. Um, some subjects are just inherently much more uh, complex than the others. So when it comes to buying a house, there's lots of uh, moving parts. Um, there's legal title to the property, legal title uh, to the land, um, building specifications. Um, um, what else? Um, lots of things. Financing. There are lots of moving parts when it comes to buying uh, real estate. And so because of that, it is something that is um, relatively complex. Buying a dress, buying a watch, eh, not as complex and not the same as a goosey. Buying a goosey of vegetables in the market. So if you are a wedding planner and you're trying to close the deal for... Um, uh, if you're trying to close the deal uh, to be the wedding planner, then you can see that in this case, there's some... Uh, complexity involved on your own end because as the wedding planner you're juggling um, quite a lot the wedding planner has to juggle the budgets um, other vendors um, other uh, stakeholders um, what else so wedding planners have to juggle a lot but wedding photographers in comparison are juggling relatively less because I'm just dealing with my own small sphere of influence which is um, photography and the buying decisions um, around that so in a sense you could say that yes it's still a wedding but if you are a wedding planner you're dealing with a larger level of complexity than a wedding photographer is and this is one of the reasons why i say that we shouldn't just try and come up with um, fixed definitions but try and examine and see how it applies to our own particular context because you can say that planning a wedding is a complex sales scenario but then if you're a wedding photographer for instance you know is it really that complex it may it may not be and let's look at for let's look at those um our brothers and sisters who do uh, the pyrotechnics the um what's it called yeah the pyrotechnics the um what are those things those flashy stuff those i don't want to call them firecrackers they're not firecrackers uh gosh i can't remember the name firecrackers or fire whatever you know those bright stuff that shoot off during the couple dance and um that we make a huge um um part of uh, wedding photography. So anyway, so if you're dealing with uh, pyrotechnics, then you're even you're dealing with um, even less uh, complexity than the wedding photographer. So it's a sliding scale. So we can't just say weddings, um, complex sales scenario. You know, it would depend. If all you're selling is pyrotechnics, it's relatively a lot simple. If you're uh, a wedding photographer, the, there's a lot more at stake. You have to deal uh, deal with a whole lot more, um, you know, some more people, bride, groom, maybe some members of the uh, family. So there's some complexity. And uh, ultimately, the wedding planner is dealing with the most level of complexity. And then there's also the number of parties um, concerned. 
Uh, okay, sorry, for complexity. Um, let's just say the more moving parts you have or the more things you have to balance, then the more complex um, it is. So a pyro person, not too many moving parts. You just have five or six sticks that uh, blow up, you know, into firecrackers. So it's a, uh, that's not too complex a situation. But for the wedding photographer, there are lots of parts you have to uh, move around. Bride and groom, getting ready times, size of albums, um, uh, what else? Uh, bridal train, um, decision making, who is going to pay for it and what, uh, what else. So yeah, so that's how you should look at it when it comes to complexity. How many moving parts are you dealing with? And then finally, we've got the number of the parties. That is also something that determines whether you're dealing with a complex or a simple sales scenario. So back to the dress and um, house example. If it's a dress, it's very simple. The lady before you, that's the only person you have to deal with. Or the man before you, if he's buying for his wife, that's the only person you have to deal with. But if it comes to doing real estate, um, it's very rare, at least in this context, that a man is going to buy a house and not consult with his wife, or the other way around, that a woman will buy a house and not consult with her husband, or that both of them will go ahead with buying the house without talking to the banker to see if they can afford um, uh, um, you know, the financing um, or whatever, assuming it's not going to be an all-cash transaction where they just drop, you know, 400 million for the house or whatever. Assuming, you know, people do that kind of thing, like just walk around and drop loads of money. Anyway, so where was I? Yeah, the number of parties. Yes, so for the real estate example, you've seen that the number of parties um, increases. It's not just man and wife, uh, the banker, you know, financier, if they have kids and maybe um, they have um, kids of, um, you know, older kids. They want to ask uh, the children's opinions, okay. Uh, mommy and I were thinking of uh, buying a house in the village. What do you think? You know, so the children's uh, opinion is important. That okay, yes, all of us are in Canada, but still, why are you going to the village? Why not just buy a house in Abuja? Why not just buy a house in uh, Lagos? Um, you know, the decision-making unit becomes larger. You're dealing with more parties. And so uh, you can also ask yourself that question when it comes to um, weddings, that um, are we a simple uh, sales scenario, a complex sales scenario, depending on the number of parties? You know, it depends. If you sell drinks, typically you're only dealing with uh, the groom. At least that's what I hear from my friend Nana of uh, 365 um, Bottlers. It was a time when I wanted to see if we could do some stuff together, some joint marketing. And at the end of the day, it became obvious it was not going to work because while at the time I was mostly dealing with brides, he was mostly dealing with grooms or some other male member of the family because 365 butlers, um, that's what they do. Um, alcohol, drinks, um, spirits, fine wines, you know, that sort of thing. So typically he's dealing with the groom or, uh, you know, the male member of um, some other family. So uh, the number of parties that we're dealing with, that is also what determines the simplicity or the complexity of the sales um, situation. So primarily, these are questions that we have to ask ourselves, whether we sell real estate, whether we sell dresses or wristwatches, or whether we are involved in the wedding industry. So you're a planner, you're a photographer, or you do pyrotechnics or the cake. These are some of the things that you have to look at to determine whether you're in a simple situation or a complex sales situation. What's the deal size? How much amount, uh, how much money are you guys looking at? How much complexity is there? How many moving parts are you guys uh, dealing with? And how many parties are you talking to or negotiating with? So these are the primary uh, things that we have to look at to um, answer that question. 
So what's the answer? I'm not going to give a definite answer. Apply it to your own context. Because like I've shown, it's not the same for the pyro uh, person. The people who do all those... Um, oh gosh, I'm so, I don't know why. I can't remember the name. It just skipped my mind. And anyway, so the people who do all those firecrackers are not the same in the same situation as those of us who uh, provide the photography and videography. And we are definitely not in the same situation as the person who is um, doing the overall planning and coordinating for the day. And there's one more factor to determine whether you're in the simple or complex hills um, scenario, and that's the desirability of future relationships. People in simple sales scenarios don't often care about whether there's a long-term relationship or not. So if you sell a goosey in the market, yeah, you like the person to be your customer, but if you just get this current deal at the good price for now, for today, you're happy. If they come back tomorrow, yeah, you're not really bothered. And it's the same if you sell a watch or a dress. It'll be nice if you guys are chummy and you're in contact for a long time. But if you win this sale, you're good. Even though you should be concerned about um, long-term relationship. But when things become much more complex, like say on the real estate end, for instance, especially if you're going to acquire a real estate portfolio for, sorry, real estate for your investment portfolio, then it's desirable that you guys maintain um, relationships for the future. Because if you do good business with this guy today and you get good um, property for your investment portfolio, you would like to have the guy's phone number and both of you would like to be in touch so that when the seller has more inventory or when you have uh, more money and you're looking for more things to put in your investment portfolio, both of you would want to call up each other and do business again because you already know each other, you like each other and you trust each other. And so it's the same um, with, uh, um, with sales. So um, is there a desirability for future relationships? Again, it depends. When it comes to the pyro person, the person who is selling those uh, knockouts, those bangers, those firecrackers, does the bride really want to have that person's number over the long term because she might need firecrackers again in the future? Well, arguably, maybe not. Would the bride and the groom like to keep the wedding photographer's number? Yeah, they might because children will be down the line. They might want to do family portraits or maybe end of year party over at the office. And it's the same with the wedding planner. So you see, it's kind of a sliding scale and it depends according to your situation. So, um, yeah, we'll just cap it up here. So that's how you can tell whether you're in a simple sales versus a complex sales scenario. Um, ask yourself, what's the deal size? How much money are you guys spending? How many moving parts? Is this very complex? How many number of parties? How many people am I negotiating with? One, five, six, ten. And is it desirable for us to maintain uh, future relationships? Those are the key things. Now, the reason why you should ask yourself these questions, whether you're in a simple scenario versus a complex scenario, is because that very answer will determine how you are going to continue selling in the future. And so with that, we will uh, bring today's recording to a close and then we'll answer the question at our recording uh, from tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so from tomorrow, that's the question we're going to be looking at. Once you have determined that you're in a simple situation or a complex sales situation, how does that determine how you're going to sell going forward? So that's the good stuff that you have to look forward to. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.